Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, March 20th, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. If you'd like to join in our conversation, go to facebook.com slash profanearg, and uh, you can post your thoughts there or link to to an article that you would like for us to discuss. Uh, This week on the podcast, we'll be talking about our thoughts on abortion and McCain's thoughts on Trump. (laughs) But first, uh, March Madness is going on. And if you're interested in filling out brackets, you can go to, uh, I have, I'm going to put a link on the uh, webpage, profaneargument.com, that goes to uh, the Friendly Atheist webpage. He has uh, some information on a bracket for the most outrageous violation of the separation of church and state in (laughs) state laws across the country. So basically, (laughs) they they have a bracket made up of all of the ridiculous religious state laws that have come up and you get to vote and see which one comes out on top as the most ridiculous law (laughs) Uh, also it keeps you informed of some of the crazy stuff that's going on beyond what we talk about here so that'll be on the webpage. i'm just thankful that it's only 16 and not 32 Oh, it is 32. Oh, damn it. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, so right now, I think it's. I think the first round is done, and the second round will be, the, the voting will start on Friday, I believe. Yeah, because I'm trying to do it now, and I can't. I'm pissed off. That's what I was thinking. I wanted to click on it. I was like, nope, I got to focus. We're doing a show. <laughs> well, you're a better man than me. I was sorely disappointed. <laughs> so I wanted to mention this. Uh, one of our listeners, Dustin, I think you know who Dustin is. At least a couple. Dylan, you magnificent bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that Dylan? Yeah, d- he's wow. a big time listener of Profane Argument. That's awesome. Yeah, he's sending us messages and asking our opinions on stuff all the time on Facebook. Great! I'm so glad to hear that. I hope he's doing well. So he posted on the Facebook page or sent us a message on there about uh, resolution in Tennessee. Representative uh, John Ray Clemens in Tennessee brought this up for discussion on the state floor. Uh, He wanted to basically classify white nationalists, Nazi groups, with having the same fervor as terrorism. So they would be classified as terrorists so that the police could treat them appropriately. He started to discuss this. I don't know if any of you took a look at the video (laughs) yet that was on there, but it took 36 seconds for him to be shot down. Wow. wow. Within 36 seconds, the uh, the chairman said uh, he called for a motion. The guy started to talk. There was a motion. The one Democrat in the room <laughs> says, wanted to uh, proceed with, the, with uh, the discussion and a vote. And he didn't get a second. So the chairman shut him down and said, OK, we're not going to we're not going to cover this. 36 <laughs> seconds. For, I mean, you'd, it's, you'd think he was trying to stop child marriage in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that is uh, some out and out, just straight up like, yeah, we're good. We're totally racist. That really is. <laughs> like, how dare you trample on the sacred rituals of such a proud American institution as the KKK? <laughs> Doesn't this seem like such a one of those no brainers <laughs> to be like, at least hear the guy out. if And then if you're not going to do anything, just drag your feet instead of just being like, Oh, no, Trump's president. Fuck you. Stop talking. We're not talking about this. It occurred to me that I was hoping that, you know, one of the non-white Christians would stand up and and second, but there probably aren't any. (laughs) Well, do you guys know that Obama had started a an office out of the White House for homegrown terrorism? 
which obviously involved neo-Nazis, white nationalists and shit like that. Any kind of United States-based terrorism. Homegrown terrorists. Okay. And Trump shut that shit down as soon as he got in there. Mm. So that office no longer exists. White people in America, if you – like, that's the same – it's almost the same reason why Trump has not said one iota of a word about the bombings in Austin right now. Because nobody mm. knows who did it. Right. It could be a white guy. And if it's a white guy... Doesn't well, fit the narrative. Yeah. Right. So let's wait and see. If he's brown, we go into town. Hmm. Yeah. You know. Automatic terrorism. Right. But you can't say anything yet because you don't know. Wow. Right. But, but you, first of all, can you... I mean, like, neo-Nazis, white nationalists, they are kind of like terrorists in our own country. And... Absolutely. There used to be an office investigating them. And there just isn't anymore. Not a problem. Racism's over. Hmm. We had a hmm. black president. Well, I'm sure Sessions – oh, no. Never mind. Sorry. Okay. Did you guys see that little elf smiling his ass off at that we're going to kill drug dealers? Oh, God, no. <laughs> but, holy shit. I thought his dick was going to pop right out of his pants. <laughs> he was so excited. I'm sorry. I don't know if you're bringing that up later, but – It's not on the list, but you can feel free. So <laughs> this is what we're doing? <laughs> We're just going to straight up death penalty drug dealers? Yeah. Well, they're, they're not- Oh, no. He's like stealing a move from uh, Duterte. the Philippines. Yeah. yeah. Well, he can't change the laws. That's not his role. So all they're doing is enforcing existing existing laws, which may not have been enforced as vigorously as they are now. But there has always been a law repeated criminal- People that have been arrested multiple times. I don't know what the, the, you know, the, the bar is you have to reach, but- this has been true. This is nothing new. What is nothing new? It's nothing new that um, hardcore drug-dealing felons can get the death penalty. They can I, already? Yeah. You can get a death penalty for drug... I mean, are we talking like... Oh, super, you know... Like El... Uh, what's El Chapo level? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, towards that level. Not, you know, street level. But I don't know what the criteria are. But is that are, like, though. if you're like a gigantic drug pin guy from like Mexico where you've clearly killed people... I mean, like, I mean, obviously, they're not talking about killing, like, you know, the local weed weed dealer yet. No, thinking, you know, but, I see where this train's going down yeah, the next few yeah. stops. With if Sessions were, you know, to make the law, who knows where it would be headed? Right. There, I there, mean, there was it a law. Was creepy. In, yeah, there, there was a law in, written in 1994 that passed at the height of the crack cocaine epidemic, but in 24 years, it's never been used. Now they're going to use that law. Oh God. And the narrative that Trump lays out as to oh. the – of the vision of what the United States is like right now, you'd think it was a third world country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These drug people are killing our citizens by yeah. the thousands. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Pharmaceutical companies. Oh, yeah. they're <laughs> <laughs> But they're not bad guys. They're white guys. Right. MS-13. The weird hypocrisy in it is that there's wanting to, you know, have the death penalty for drug dealers. Meanwhile, Trump is want he he wants to expand the military by eighty thousand mm. people this year. So they're actually making getting into the military more lax, and they're handing out more waivers for drug use to, than ever before. <laughs> Mostly marijuana, mm. which I'm actually I'm fine with that. It's just very. You know, hypocritical to what they're doing on the other on the other side. So I, I looked it up. Uh, the 1994 legislation legislative package authorizes capital punishment against a defendant who directs a continuing criminal enterprise involving either, either large quantities of drugs or generating two twenty million dollars a year from the enterprise. So there are 
bars you have to pass in order to be convicted of the crime. But they're right. financial. That's absurd. Yeah. I don't know what large quantities of drugs. You make too much selling drugs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think – I mean it was written in 1994. I think the assumption is is that if you sell that amount of product, it will result in X number of deaths. Not if it's uh, marijuana, obviously, because you can't kill yourself with pot, but oh, accidentally or otherwise. Unless you drop it on your head. But we're, are we all under the assumption that Trump wants a Duterte level type, uh, oh, you know, oh, yeah. roaming vigilante groups going around <laughs> killing drug users? All right. This is just phase one. Yeah, that's what he wants. Right. He wants to and be he Duterte. Also, he also, you know, I mean, I know it's not news to say that Trump is lying about something, but. <laughs> For him to say, he's like, I talked to all these world leaders and they have no drug problems because they say death penalty. That is not true. No. <laughs> that is absolutely not fucking true. So, and then I asked the question is, what is the end game for this? Like, Le- killing somebody doesn't put them in a private prison. So, it's the, is there a money angle? <laughs> oh, it, it gets you back to the leave it to beaver picture they have in their brain of what America should look like. Oh, but you know Trump doesn't give a shit about that. And well, it like it's never him more control. <laughs> So yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's just a control thing. Yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. But you're right. That is that's good because that is it's false on every level. Mm-hmm. Like not only did they not say that, but there aren't any world leaders that would talk to you. That never happened. <laughs> like there's no one that you called that they were like, no, thank you, I'm not in. <laughs> well, it's the same as Putin saying that there are no gay people in Russia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just because you want to pretend that it doesn't exist because it makes you know the hair stand on the back of your neck doesn't mean it doesn't exist. <laughs> so we kind of went down a rabbit hole with that. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> just to, to bring us Thanks, back Dustin. On, <laughs> to bring us back to, to uh, just one last thing on the, the whole terrorist thing, uh, classifying white nationalists as terrorist groups. The chairman did was asked about it, and he said, well, we have no expertise on it. How could we possibly say that these people are terrorists? We don't know the federal guidelines on terrorism. So he's oh. saying that the state can't do anything because the federal government hasn't given them laws on it, so we can't we can't move forward, which is the exact opposite of your standard Republican argument. Yeah, right. right. States' like, rights. But when it comes to abortion, we get to make our own laws. But right. nobody's contacting the U.S. government to figure out that out. Yeah, exactly. Actually, we already did. They didn't like the answer. <laughs> yeah. Is there anybody in politics not full of shit besides Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren? Not many. Claire, Claire McCaskill? No, that doesn't sound right. Nope, don't know. It's not Diane Feinstein. No. <laughs> By the way, and I know, again, we're getting off track again, but did anybody see Cynthia Nixon's bid for governor of New York today? No. I saw oh, she right. did. Holy shit, did she come out swinging. Mm. I, I didn't hear what she did. Did she make a statement or something? Well, just... she announced that she's running for governor. Right. And she has a little video out and stuff like that. And she's like, we're fighting. This is bullshit. This is the time to fight. Governor Cuomo is a piece of shit. He's he's corrupt and this and that. And um, man, did it pump me up. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, fuck, yeah. I never watched Sex in the City, but I'm down, baby. Let's do this. (laughs) Yeah, I have a feeling she has a pretty good chance. Yeah, no corporate PAC money, none of that bullshit. Mm. And she's a big time activist. I mean, granted, Cuomo's a Democrat, but, you know, he's one of them corporate Democrats, so. Mm. <laughs> Big difference. That's like one one step above just a Republican. Yeah, moderate Republicans nowadays, yeah. So I wanted to follow up on a couple news items that we talked about previously. Uh, of course, last week, Lamb ended up winning. Woohoo! Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Was that so, last week that we were doing, going over that? That yeah. was last week. Holy shit, that seemed a long time ago. So much has <laughs> happened since then. Yeah. <laughs> Including just yesterday, the Supreme Court, Judge Alito specifically, said that the Supreme Court was not going to take up the Pennsylvania redistricting issue. They're going to let it stand. So the new districts are pretty much done at this point. They're going to be nice. going with the judicial, uh, what what the the state judicial group came up with, yep. and uh, we will be in District Twelve with Ian. Mm-hmm. Hooray! <laughs> I remember you guys from earlier. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in District Eight. No, what am I in now? Yeah, it's eight. Yeah, I'm eight. District Eight is great. <laughs> <laughs> and and then Connor Lamb gets to run again for a new district. <laughs> yep. Now I think it's likely that he will be in District Fourteen, which is. Big overlap with the current District 18, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's all renumbered. Eight, 18 is now where Pittsburgh but is. But Saccone's going to get a chance to run again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he can too. Yeah. But they'll be running in different districts, I heard. Right. Right. Absolutely. Holy but, shit. Look at old District 9. That is fucking insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of the old districts are crazy. I mean, I thought 10 was weird, the one that me and Ian were in. <laughs> but 9 is <laughs> like... <laughs> 12's just carved in to right into 9. <laughs> yeah, I got to listen in to a conference call from one of our Republican state senators yesterday, and he is <laughs> furious about the redistricting. Because mm. uh, I, you know, had some, I have nothing but free time at work. So the, the automated dialer said, hey, it's Gene Yaw. If you want to stay on the line and listen to me talk about issues, just stay on the line. Press pound zero three to make a comment. And I was like, eh, I got some time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear what you guys are up to. And uh, he went on and on about how he thinks, uh, how he's opposed to the idea of term limits. He's opposed to the redistricting, uh, <laughs> which I understand. I only was embarrassed for him when he was opposed to both. Because he had me with the uh, with the term limits. He was like, listen. My job has a four-year term limit every term. If you as the voters don't vote me out, that's on you guys, not me. Mm. I love what I do. And I was like, all right, that's fair. And then he was like, and we shouldn't redistrict. I was like, oh, you want to stay there forever. So if you have total control over who can vote for you and only who can vote for you, then yes, of course you should oppose term limits because you are going to be there forever. Mm. Yeah. So he was pretty angry. And then he told me that. To please stop voting for him. He's like, I love guns. I love guns in schools. I love oh. teachers with guns. Oh. Guns are the best. And it was it was really only a bummer because both sides of the conversation just bummed me out. Like someone would call and be like, you're the best. I agree with you. Guns for everyone. And then the other side would call and they would be just as dramatic. And I'd be like, oh, man, you just bummed me out because he would call. They would call and they'd be like. Uh, I have a question for you, Senator. I just wanted to know how much NRA blood money is in your war chest <laughs> built on the souls of dead children. And I'm like, come Whoa. on, dude. Way to try and like, convince the other side. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you doing? And, and, and Senator Yaw was like, yeah, th- this is an official senatory function that we're doing right now. So I can't talk about campaign finances, but stop by my office or call me at work and I'll let you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, "Snap! Take that, dude!" <laughs> wow. So was he as uh, was he as pissed off as Representative Chris Douche? Uh, it's not possibly the way you pronounce his name, but that's the way I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> 
No, I don't know. I did not hear Chris Douche get, uh, <laughs> he didn't call me on a robocall, so I don't know. He has introduced a resolution to impeach four of the five Democratic state Supreme Court justices who struck down the uh, gerrymandering. On what grounds? He didn't like on them? we're gonna lose now! Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody, anybody, still know what impeachment is or how it works? I'm- <laughs> I'm thinking no. So I think what he's going for is that they overstepped their uh, their bounds. Yes. But uh, they didn't. You well, go ahead and make that argument. The, yeah, the argument is uh, the, the district is, is supposed to be handled by the legislative body and approved by the governor. But they but when they struck down their maps, they did not produce another one that was acceptable. They they tweaked it a very slight bit, but it, it was still gerrymandered. So they took the matter into their own hands, given the fact that there was no time left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did not uh, talk about uh, that resolution. He did uh, do a little pandering, and he he said, "Yeah, the problems with our." He's like, "Our Supreme Court is just so liberal right now." And I was like, "Stop, mm-hmm. dude! Come on, do better, everyone. Do just a little better." Mm. Judges could not possibly benefit from the redistricting. They couldn't be more neutral. Nothing is a perfect solution. Please let this pretty good solution. Move forward. Right. No. Did they pull the not elected bullshit? No, he did not. They this oh, they, was, they didn't vote that. No, when people, a judge does they like, they don't say. But when they don't, they're like these non elected judges. Right. <laughs> right. By the way, on a side note, and this is a real quick one. I don't. We didn't get to talk about it. But uh, when remember when Trump had the big gun debate, but he had all the everybody out there mm-hmm. talking and shit like that. Did you see him call Pat Toomey a bitch? On live what? TV, basically. <laughs> what? Yeah. They didn't say, I didn't say, like, you're a bitch, but... Oh, Pat Toomey is a bitch, but... Well, he is a more. bitch, but Trump was like... He was like, hey, Pat, did you put that thing in the in the bill? And and Pat's like, uh, 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 Mr. President... You know, because, you know, Trump, <laughs> he just talked to Feinstein. He was like, yeah, take all the guns. I'm totally down for that shit. <laughs> uh, and Pat Toomey was like, no, no, no. And he goes... Yeah, you know why, Pat? Because you're afraid of the NRA, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Toomey just sat there like, yes, sir. But then he completely like, buckled to the NRA, so the whole right, thing Right, right. That wasn't bullshit. the point of the thing. The yeah. point was that he called him a bitch. Yeah. yeah, well, that's fine if he wants to use Toomey as his punching bag. He set himself up for that. No, it was just – nope. His his gun stances were the, the normal rhetoric, and it wasn't, you know, an open forum discussion, and I didn't feel like pressing pound 03 <laughs> – and, you know, not ha- being able to have, you know, any sort of back and forth. So he just did his old guns don't kill people, people kill people, which immediately I shut down because I'm always so disappointed when I hear that. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's like, yeah, I'm telling you, if you just put and he he would always stress that AR-15s are are practically just a hunting rifle. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> OK, that's fine. And he's like, you know, if you just sat that in the corner, it would never hurt anybody. And I was I'm like, that's just so absurd. Mm-hmm. It's so absurd. How do how do you have that mental disconnect? Like clearly you're trying to introduce legislation to regulate opioids. If I sit a bag of heroin in the corner, it's not going to put itself in a syringe and jump into your arm. <laughs> Just because a gun is an inanimate object doesn't mean it's harmless and you don't need to regulate it. And then he tried to draw, you know, equivalence between guns and knives and cars and they're all oh, equivalently geez. dangerous and I was like stop it you're hurting me and then <laughs> because someone when came they invented off. the car the first thing the guy says like dude we could totally like run people over with this thing and just kill them yeah. right? the other guy's like hey we could also go other places too yeah. like a lot faster <laughs> he's like yeah, I guess we could do that too 
thankfully people got sidetracked they would be like i'm old and your legislation is making it hard for me to get my legitimate opiates that improve the quality of my life cut it out and he's like sorry (laughs) (laughs) and then other people were like hey we don't want any of the fracking tax money to go to pittsburgh and philadelphia it should stay here in the northern tier and he was like okay (laughs) (laughs) whatever you mouth breathers want i'll say yes to (laughs) Wow. Uh, I was it was just shocking so many people came on about that issue. I was like, anybody in any of these other areas in Pennsylvania, they talk about Pittsburgh and Philly like they're Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> they're just so frightened of those cities like this and the people in them, they're like, ah I'm like, oh my goodness, calm down. That's it's not funny because around here, Philly and Pittsburgh like don't even exist. <laughs> Nobody talks about them because I guess because we're so close to New York. Mm, sure. This thing about the tax money from fracking, I don't know that I disagree with them though, because it's all that money that's coming out of the ground and going back into the ground is doing damage to the local environment, and they're going to need that yeah. money. So yeah. I'm kind of okay I, with that. Oh, I didn't agree. I didn't. I was just the yeah. the not like the the it shouldn't be statewide money was was the part that yeah. had me frazzled. I'm a- <laughs> I'm all about squeezing these guys for everything. Wait, I'm a little the- confused about that with the fracking though. I thought. Like, are there certain – is there s- certain swaths of land that the state of Pennsylvania is just straight up allowing them to do that? Because I thought it was more like the gas companies were going up to people's personal property and being like, can we do this on your land? They're not preventing it, I think is the issue because, yeah. yeah the, pe- state, they- the, the state is not preventing it, but local townships are. Mm, so, so yeah. like, the local townships, anything near Pittsburgh, they're preventing it. Anything near Philadelphia, they're preventing it. Anything directly around us, they're preventing it. And I'm sure there's a lot of townships in Pennsylvania that are saying, no, you, you can't. You can't do any fracking here, but then you go into the more, you know, rural open areas, uh, frack away. <laughs> yeah. Right. But so even though they're going on people's personal property, they're still paying taxes towards the, the state as well on this. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, That's right. I think that- they're trying to oppose a, a larger tax. Like they're paying the people whose land it is royalties mm-hmm. to drill on their land. Right. Then I, I assume that they have to pay regular state occupational taxes and whatnot. I feel like Governor Wolf wants to add an additional extraction tax because the gas is Pennsylvania gas mm. that they're extracting. Because they're, they're already also hit with, with something called an impact tax that is designed to stay in the areas where the tax is being drawn from because they are directly impacted by you know, the increased traffic from the trucks, the right, right. increased earthquake from the fracking hmm. and the poisoning of the water and the watershed and things like that. Hmm. Yeah, I can't wait for our earthquakes. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. A la Oklahoma, yeah. That is the first thing out of most people's mouths when they come up here from New York when I'm about to show them. They're like, do they do the fracking around here? I'm like, nope, the Marcellus Shell does not go under Pike County, so <laughs> they're, they don't even want to come here. It's not far <laughs> away, but... Right, but it's funny because I was dating a girl... Over in, I forget what county it was. And she was like, Oh, do you want to go out tonight? And I was like, Yeah, let's go up to one of the bars. And she's like, Oh, wait a minute. It's fracking money day. Forget it. It's going to be a madhouse. <laughs> so anytime all these guys would get their checks, they would all go to the bar and blow it on the first night. Wow. Yeah. Like you do. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do something when you can't drink your water because it's on fire. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to uh, move on. I want to mention we were sent a message by the Iowa Atheist. Basically, there's uh, a letter from the Freedom From Religion Foundation that mentions Justin Scott and the fact that he had contacted every Senate official, uh, everyone in the, the state Senate in Iowa, and asked 
to uh, for them to sponsor him to do an invocation because he was able to speak at the House of Representatives last year, but he wasn't able to speak in the Senate. If you recall on a previous episode, we talked about this, and uh, he contacted his his senator and was told, I would be as likely to vote on an abortion bill for an abortion bill as to uh, get an atheist to give an invocation. So a little hostility there. Okay. Uh, so okay. the Freedom, Freedom from Religion Foundation has sent a letter to the state Senate saying, hey, knock it out. Either you stop praying or you let us pray too. Uh, and they cited Justin in the uh, in the letter and his his efforts. And uh, yeah, I I find it amusing. I think that this is going to uh, come to a head. We'll have to keep an eye on what's going on out there. And uh, thanks to Justin for keeping us in the loop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also in the same vein, over in where was the Cedric County, Wichita? Yeah, in Kansas. Apparently, there was uh, someone contacted the county commissioner and wanted to do an invocation over there. And well, the Cedric County Commission, uh, who's the uh, David Unru? 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 Sure. Unru. I don't know. If you don't, he said, if you don't believe in God, that's fine with me. I don't care. Go to hell. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, you're not. So you're saying I can give it? No. <laughs> no. no. He's fine with you going to hell, but uh, you're not going to be able to speak. And he, he says, are we are we going to get sued by these people who want us to not believe in God? That's that's not what we want. <laughs> no. Well, Boy, did you misinterpret that? <laughs> I just keep wondering why you atheists are so ex- exercised about trying to prove to me that something doesn't exist. It's logically stupid. What? Wow. Um, exercised? I don't even know where to begin with that. Exercised. There's a lot wrong with that sentence. Yeah. There is. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. First yeah. of all, is logically stupid even a thing? No. It's logically stupid. I'm going <laughs> to work that into my lexicon, though. We're trying to prove to me that something doesn't exist. No, we know we know you're a lost cause. It's okay. <laughs> right. At no point are, is an atheist trying to give an invocation because they want you to stop believing in God. It would be nice, but hmm. I don't think that's the goal. The goal is that you treat your constituents fairly. And equally, whether they believe in God or not. Yes. That's really the uh that's really the effort there. So and not in prefer, any case and not prefer one religion over another or no religion. That's all we're asking for is equality. I wonder if these people fall into the same camp as me where I think I've mentioned in this show before that sometimes I'm afraid to watch Fox News or listen to a conservative talk station because I'm like, what if they sway me? <laughs> what if they fucking sway me and like I become a Trump supporter? You know, hmm. like I always have that little tinge in the back of my head and there's something about them being like i can't have this guy out there because if he if he sways me even a little bit this house of cards is going to come falling down <laughs> i don't know well, maybe no nah, it's not a house of cards you'll be fine <laughs> so I, you're saying I, that they well i'm just saying like if they're so steadfast in their faith ian what does it matter if an atheist comes in and, and talks right why do they it so should, it, it absolutely should not yeah. i just meant for you personally i was like you should not worry about that <laughs> oh oh okay yeah. well thank you I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I think I'm, I'm kind of stupid and I might be just as easily swayed as everybody else and I just happen to fall on the right side. No, worst, worst, <laughs> worst case scenario, you would shift to a marginally more moderate liberal opinion. Oh, instead of my crazy progressive thoughts? Yes. <laughs> you should look up imposter syndrome, though. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Imposter syndrome is the 
that little voice in the back of, the, of your head that constantly tells you that that maybe you aren't so sure, maybe you aren't so positive about what you think you can do, and maybe you aren't as good about it at it, at it as you think you are. Um, well, I wouldn't call that voice little in my head. Yeah, that's exactly on. what I was going to say. I think that is a very rather predominant voice because <laughs> people, you know, counter me on stuff, and I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure. Okay, Wait maybe I don't know. <laughs> It is it is a common thing. It's called imposter imposter syndrome. Some people suffer from it more than others, but it's the you know the constant. I I don't really belong here. I mean, imposter syndrome, full blown, is that you know I, I'm doing this thing, whatever it is, and I'm obviously not qualified. I don't know why everybody else doesn't see it too. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's the, that, the extreme of it. Right now, I can assume that it's that's like something that that uh, I can't even remember what their name is right now. I want to say her name is like. Tommy Larum or something. <laughs> Tommy Laren. Yeah. Like she has that. She likes to kick dogs. But she, yeah. But she just, she's like, I'm a total sham. They just picked me because I'm a kind of pretty blonde girl. I'm just spouting what they tell me to spout. But then she just plugs her ears with like $100 bills. And she's like, I totally belong here. I'm right. <laughs> yep. No, I'm pretty sure she's so full of herself that uh, she thinks she's way better than them and belongs there more than most people. So. <laughs> Well, my, my, I think my, my other major problem is, is like, I cannot recall facts as quickly as other people. So if I get into an argument mm. with like a, a right winger or something like that, and they come prepared with all their talking points from Fox News and whatever stupid websites they go to, you know, to destroy, you know, they always have that weird argument that can dest- that kind of mm. like puts everything in a gray tone, you know? Yeah. And like, I automatically just cannot recall I'm like, all the shit I, you know, all my facts. And I'm just like, look, I just know you're wrong, right? but I have no facts to back this shit up. <laughs> I mean, I do. I just can't recall them. Well, debating is um, there are clubs and contests for a reason. It is a it's an it's a bit of an art to be. Honest. Yeah, you're right. You're it, right. It, it takes practice. Debating takes practice. Absolutely. The more you do it, the better you'll be. So, you know, get out there and argue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a question for you guys. We've brought up this topic several times, but I don't think we've ever really given a full opinion about it. Abortion. So we have discussed several times different abortion laws coming into place and, uh, you know, that they're they're bad for society and whatnot. But overall, I was wondering if we could maybe share why we are okay with abortion or okay with abortion to a point. What What our general views are. On abortion, I don't know if this will be an argument or if it'll just be a discussion. But uh, hmm. wh- wh- so, where are you at on abortion? Should I go first? I don't know. Sure, you well, you are a woman. <laughs> I know I'm going to get my ass stomped into the ground by you guys. So. <laughs> Maybe not. That's unlikely. Yeah. All right. So pro-choice. I don't think that a I I don't think that a human being exists as a human being and until some until they're viable outside of the womb that's kind of my edge before that is it it is an extension of the mother just like you know a an egg that is just like egg and sperm that are separate or put together in a petri dish that is nothing special there's nothing magical there's there's nothing spiritual about it it's a biological process i think that it is part of a woman's body and until we can create human beings outside of a woman's body, the woman gets to decide what happens inside of her. God damn it, Karen. What? <laughs> Why does the guy get no choice in this matter? 
I thought we'd been over this. Been they, over they, that doesn't they mean I agreed with you guys. <laughs> they bring nothing to the table. Yes, they do. <laughs> no, so very little. So That's before before we get into the argument of whether or not the guy has a say in it, <laughs> well, we uh, already went over that. But you yeah, guys we kind of did. Um, uh, Ian, I would say so far that what we've we've discussed, I would say that I am in support of all that. I think that we as human beings should have, you know, especially through the uh, the developmental stages and, you know, d- the gestation and things like that. I, w- I would like to see us have even more control over that, if that's possible. I mean, it is possible, mm. but that that's what I'm trying to convey. I, I Not only am I pro-choice and, you know, I think that I think that we could go further and I would continue to be comfortable. What do you I think, com- one, two years old? No, no, not with not with later abortions, like with stem cell research, hmm. genetic modification in its theoretical pure form, eugenics. I'm not talking about hmm. ethnic cleansing. I am talking about pairing people to create a, another being, another human being, another human life that has, you know, even more desirable qualities to hopefully phase out certain genetic diseases hmm. or things of that nature. So I, I, I would say... Go for it. Thumbs up. <laughs> Ian wants augments. <laughs> well, it's, it's an interesting- Kind of. Uh, there's an interesting question. So genetic diseases. I mean, I think that people that have diseases that can be passed on genetically should have full knowledge of what they're doing. But I don't think that we have a right to tell them that they cannot reproduce. Yeah, I completely agree with that. If you have a, if you're a carrier of a genetic disease, you should be aware of that. Mm-hmm. You, you should share that information with your partner. You should be completely, you know, you should be completely aware of what the possibilities are. Right. Let me ask you guys a question mm-hmm. where you stand on this. This is a bit of an interesting situation. I had a, well, kind of, yeah, a friend in high school who I obviously lost touch with after a while, but apparently she's got some kind of weird genetic problem that Whenever she has a child, the child, I don't know what the disease is, I have to look it up, comes out very sickly, very, needs tons and tons of medical attention, and generally does not live very long, a year to two years at the most. And she Um, keeps having them? And she keeps having kids Mm. over and over again. And, like, I mean, if she could be like Stannis' wife and stick them in jars- You know, like that kind of shit. I think she would because she always has like these memorials on Facebook and weird shit like that. I mean, she has kids that have lived past that too, but she continually keeps having children over and over again. And, you know, like most of them don't make it. I would start looking at um, what's it called? Uh, Munchausen by proxy syndrome, where it is in a, it is in, on purpose. It's intentional and it's attention getting. I mean, is it? Well, it, it, that could be true, yeah. but regardless of the fact should she still be allowed to have children as many as she wants? Allowed, yes. Should, well, should she be a, a looked at by a psychologist? Yeah. But what if the psychologist turns out it's like, no, she does, she's fine. She has that. She has, which is a <laughs> she horrible does, narcissistic she personality. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know what the exact guidelines should be, but I would fall on the I don't think she should be allowed side. So here's, here's – let me give you my argument. I agree with what uh, Karen said as far as a viable a viable uh, baby. If they're viable, then they shouldn't not – they should definitely not have an abortion. I don't know where that occurs. Mm. Any, any third trimester abortion, that seems a bit much. 
But in my mind, a medical reasoning needs to be applied there, not a spiritual or emotional one. Yes. But my big thing against abortion and why I don't like abortion, you have all these Republicans going, I want small government, I want small government, but don't let her have an abortion. Mm. The government should not be telling somebody what they can and cannot do. And the government really shouldn't be doing it because some other person believes in a sky wizard mm. and the sky wizard doesn't want that to happen. Well, look at these um, poor kids that are um, locked up trying to emigrate to this country. Well, try, trying to you know cross the border into this country. These are girls that most likely were raped trying to get across the border. And they're pregnant and they're underage. And the federal government is actively trying to prevent them from getting abortions. Every single one of them. Yeah. What is the deal with that? <laughs> That's like that Jane Doe case, right? Yeah. Jane yeah Doe. There were like three of them so far yeah. that we know of. I'm sure there are a lot more. Any any um, medical procedure that uh, any girl that wants to go see a doctor about you know pregnancy, the case goes in front of the I don't know the guy in charge because he is a Christian fundamentalist and does not believe in abortion. His rights, what he thinks, is more important than what that girl wants, and that's wrong. These poor kids. Good lord. Exactly. So that's my view on why abortion shouldn't be a governmental thing. I, the government shouldn't be stepping in no. and telling people what they, they can do. Uh, if there's a medical reason either way, that needs to be considered. But yeah. And, and as far as your uh, the situation you were talking about, Jared, I, I kind of ag agree with Ian in that. Well, I mm -hmm. guess it was Karen who said that she needs to be she needs to go to a psychologist because if it were me, I think I would try and I would stop trying to have a uh, have kids. I mean, that just yeah. that sounds horrific. I don't know why you would want to put yourself through that. I don't either. And, and like, and when I say like these kids are in bad shape, they have like tubes in them the whole time, and they live in the hospital for the for the duration of that they're being alive. It's pretty sick. Now, my concern with that is, I, I most people aren't, so I doubt she is. You know, financially secure on her on her own um so a lot of uh the, the i mean who's picking up the tab for all the medical expenses i don't know i didn't i yeah. didn't ask that kind of question i was more shocked by like why does she keep doing it mm -hmm. yeah well, you know religion probably religion. no i would not say that having no? known this person I, I mean they may have you know they may have switched but i, I never n knew that person to be like that but then again i knew a lot of people did crazy shit who are bible thumpers now <laughs> so the one thing I would say that in in this day and age, abortion should be a rare thing. It should not be necessary most of the time. We have good effective birth control methodology now. We have but many different options. There is no reason – well, outside of the obvious. There is – I mean, birth control fails periodically, but it should be a lot rarer, I think, than it is. And But the reason that it is not more rare is because of the lack of access to good birth control, a la you know, Planned Parenthood shutting down. Right. So – the same people who don't want you to have abortions also don't want you to have contraception. They right. don't want you to have sex. They want to, you know, abstinence-only training. Right. They want um, to control your morality. Now, having said that, though, my mother had, I believe, two stillborns and one uh, – what is the – there's one where they die in the womb, the one where they die at, during birth. What is – what am I – Stillbirth is um, during birth and uh, – <sighs> Stillborn is when they die in the womb? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Don't recall. She had two of that and one of the other before she had me. Hmm. Would you explain why I got $200 worth of Amazon birthday <laughs> presents? Because <laughs> I'm a fighter, baby. <laughs> you know, so she kept trying hmm. in that case, so I guess I'm happy for that. <laughs> 
Right. My yeah, that's the only thing that I the only problem that I had with what Ian had said was if you try to prevent like you're describing a person doing that, how do you how do you stop them? How do you I mean you yeah, make you a law against it? Right. I mean I didn't say I didn't say it was practical or even logical. I'm just saying as a race mm. Humans are all in this together, and at some point you have to recognize that at some level, you know, we all owe each other some consideration, and to just be blindly selfish your whole life (laughs) hurts us all as a race, and I I feel like that needs to be stopped. Obviously, you know, there can't be any real preventing these people from cranking out, you know, 19 kids and counting, you know, hundreds of unhealthy kids – I guess if two people want to get together who are, you know, both known hemophiliacs so they can have a third hemophiliac, yeah. I can't stop them. I, I, I would just hope that they wouldn't, but I would like, I would like to, I would like to think that they could be stopped, but they can't. Yeah. It's, it's well, not, that's, the, it's that's a- the interesting thing too, is that my mom told me that the reason that I might have made it and the other ones didn't is because, uh, she, her and my father are both RF negative. Mm. Is that a thing? Yeah. Is that what it's called? That's why you, you you always got the blood test before you got married. Right. So the the fact that you need to be with another RF negative person in order to, you know, facilitate that. So that's why and I assume I am RF negative too, which could explain why I don't have any kids floating around. <laughs> that to you my know knowledge. Of. <laughs> to my knowledge, I have that fake one in Seattle. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like eighteen now. <laughs> All right, so now that we've gone over uh, our our thoughts on abortion, I want to hit, there were so many abortion stories. Nobody asked me. Oh, I thought, sorry, I thought you would put yours in. What what did you have in overall? I'm upwards to uh, aborting kids up to 18. (laughs) (laughs) I think some of them should, no, uh, I'm obviously kind of in the same camp as everybody else. Mm. I don't know the exact gestation period when things start to really look like it's a baby, but... Yeah, there's got to be a cutoff point at some point, unless it's a medical issue. I mean, that's right. it's pretty basic stuff. Right. Also, I think the guy should have a say in it. Okay, move on to the next story. <laughs> <laughs> have a say. The way you put that, I can't. I can't argue with that. Have a say. Yes. Sure. That- Meaning that say means something, though. Not like we heard what you said, but we're not going to listen to you. What, do you think you get override power? I don't think anybody should get override power. What, so you just argue until you come to a conclusion. What if you just die? You just you think one way and she thinks another. I don't know. There's got to be smarter people out there in the world to figure that out besides <laughs> me. But I just cannot stomach the thought that if I would thought I was having a child and my wife was like, nah, "I don't feel like having this child now," I'd be like, "Well, what? Do you, that's half my child." <laughs> I want <So>. my half. <laughs> a lot. I feel like you could probably successfully litigate in your favor in a scenario like that. I don't think you could. I mean, Maybe listen, it's, I'm not saying it's a... it's Because a, Jared's scenario is extreme. Mm, true. In a non-extreme scenario, he would lose 100% of the time, especially in Ian Court. <laughs> like, I think that a man's right to weigh in is waived by his desire to have unprotected sex. Mm. You get no no say in what goes on with the baby growing inside a woman. If she's your wife and your wife is intentionally trying to kill your unborn child just to spite you mm. i i that i'm sure it has happened mm. that's just an case. awful scenario <laughs> yeah again i mean, i get that's I, I feel like it's hopefully incredibly rare but again you know and i'll play devil's advocate it's a weird situation because what if you and your wife decided to have a child and she was like let's do it i'm down and then three months into it she's like 
not that she's even trying to be spiteful. She's like, I'm having second thoughts. I don't think I want to do this Breach for whatever contract. reason. Yeah. <laughs> right. And now you go to court and say the guy wins, which I, I you know, now you're forcing her to have the baby and she doesn't want to do it. I'm, it's, I mean, on both sides, it's a shitty situation. Right. One would hope that you would never get yourself into such a situation. <laughs> right. Well, I think in the end, I mean, you hear people awful things people do with actual kids who are alive. Right. You know, (laughs) I don't know. I feel like in the end, actually having to birth the child gives you extra gives you an extra vote. If I had to go in for a medical procedure, I would hope I would get the (laughs) extra vote. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just, uh, you know, having to birth the child. It's to you know, carry it around for nine months and and, and, and feed it. And it's a it's a big time commitment. Yes. I get it, but then, I mean, as soon as that child was born, the woman just couldn't go, well, I'm taking the child and leaving. There's a court process for that as well. So what difference is – I mean, I listen, it sucks for women. I'm sorry that nature has chosen you to be the bearer <laughs> of children unless you're a seahorse. <laughs> well, maybe we can, you know, figure out a la seahorse to transfer the, the, the zygote from the, the woman to the man and you carry it around for nine months and feed it and – Birth it out. Hey, of- if that was a viable option, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. <laughs> and maybe one day we'll be like, look, I'm not doing this and be like, all right, well, we'll put it in one of the zygote tubes and go. it'll grow in there and then we'll get it out and you can go your way and I'll go my way with my kid. Th- that that would, right. that would be fine. Okay. Well, maybe one day in the future if we make it, if Trump doesn't kill us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now on to the uh, – there's a whole bunch of abortion news. I'm going to go through them. If you have any comments, feel free. This one, I, I didn't even know this was a thing. Over in Idaho, lawmakers are trying to pass a bill that uh, <sighs> reverses abortion. Well, it's not what – it's yeah. Right. But that's yeah. what they're calling it. They're calling yeah. it an abortion reversal. The The idea is uh, one method of abortion is you take a pill, you wait a few days, you take another pill, it causes you to abort naturally or right. semi-naturally. And so they are – the lawmakers are trying to push a bill that would mandate the Department of Health and Welfare to supply abortion provider patients with information about interventions, including the reversal of a chemical abortion. And it's basically introducing a hormone into the pregnant woman to counteract the first pill. So that if they take the first pill, change their mind, they can then take this reversal hormone to stop the process. As it turns out, this is not medically founded in any way. The, right. the hormone is a naturally produced hormone within a pregnant woman. It would be there anyway. The idea that this would help you get back to normal is not really true. And until you take that second pill, it's just as likely that you would be able to carry to full term after taking the first pill as it would whether you took this extra hormone or not. The undo pill. Yeah. yeah. But but the legislation is has got to be on the cutting edge and uh, pushing this hormone pill. I don't know. Maybe one of them has stock in it or something. <laughs> Seems likely. Now, now the story makes more sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, now, granted, I just made that up. <laughs> that was not. That's not part of the actual article or in any way uh, confirmed. But I mean, I don't know why the the reversal pill just isn't a thing. According to uh, according to the article, it works just as much as not doing anything. So gotta love a good placebo. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's going on in Idaho. Uh, over in Mississippi, we had mentioned the 15 week <sighs> abortion ban uh, that was passed. It was signed by the governor. Uh, it took nearly a day 
<laughs> for the uh, judge to temporarily block that law. So it is currently being blocked and is not in effect. Apparently, Based, saying it's unconstitutional. Yes, which it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but it really sounds unconstitutional. Well, that's Roe v. Wade. That was the the whole argument. So yeah. So here we go. So we will see, but the law has been blocked until it, the uh, suit can be, because a lawsuit was brought up by people, by a group that provides uh, abortions, saying that it was unconstitutional, and the judge agreed and suspended the law until it can be resolved. Mean, meanwhile, yeah. over in Iowa, House Republicans for the state of Iowa are trying to advance a fetal heartbeat abortion ban, which would stop abortion the moment that uh, heartbeat can be detected. <laughs> which I believe is six weeks, eight weeks. I don't know. I don't know as where it is. As early as six weeks. Okay, six weeks. And the way they uh, the way they passed the house with, with this is they attached it to another bill. Of course they did. They attached it to a bill that declared that selling uh, fetal tissue was illegal. That was bound to be passed. And right before they passed that, they added the uh, fetal heartbeat section and uh, just shoved it through. <laughs> now, the interesting part about that is there was already a federal law that prohibits profiting from fetal tissue donation. So you can't make money off of it anyway. So, whew, thankfully, we're getting a state <laughs> law that says the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, so they attached uh, the heartbeat bill onto that just to... Uh, Again, whittle down the number of abortions that can occur in the state. And today, the Supreme Court, the federal Supreme Court, heard arguments against, well, for and against, the California law that, so this, I think we had talked about it before, the truth in advertising. So California mm. has a law that says that if you uh, run a crisis pregnancy center, you actually have to post up where people can see that you are not a licensed medical center that uh, you cannot provide abortions, and that that is not why you're there in any way. So they right. have, the, in any of their ads, they have to put up there, we are not a licensed medical center. We, you can't get uh, an abortion here. But because they're, they're tricking people. They're putting up advertisements saying, the crisis pregnancy center. So if you're pregnant and you're in a crisis, you should come here so that we can talk you into keeping that child. Right. Because that's what they do. <laughs> So California has put up a law saying that uh, you can't do that. You have to tell people the truth. And uh, the Supreme Court heard arguments today. And it seems, uh, according to what Kennedy said, because, of course, he's likely to be the deci deciding vote on this, he was asking about it. And he seems to be siding on the idea that uh, that is too much of an encumbrance for the to to include that in their ads. It's what yeah, it's too much. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Hmm. It's too much to ask their secretary to use Word? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's some bullshit. Like, angry now. <laughs> Damn. Well, we were talking about before, about debating. I mean, these people that work in these crisis pregnancy centers, you know they're really good debaters. Once they get you in there, they're getting a, a significant percentage of people, you know, to change their minds and not get abortions. And how's that good for these people? Well, and they don't even have to tell them the truth. Once they get them right. in the door, they can provide them with all sorts of quote-unquote facts. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, it, so they didn't come out with a decision yet. They just listened to arguments today, and we don't know when they're going to be coming out with a decision. But the fact that Kennedy was asking the questions the way he did, it led people listening to believe that that's the way he was leaning. It was it was too much of of a burden for the uh, for the to be honest about what you do. Yeah. yeah, that's shocking to me. Not really because I know what to expect now, but I don't want to expect yeah. that. Mm. That's some serious bullshit. God damn. Well, it's false advertising. I don't yeah, understand absolutely. how it how it's not false advertising. You're you're offering to help, but incompletely. You're not giving people all of their options. That's not that's not helpful. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and, and Alito actually made the argument that the state's criteria, California's criteria about which centers are covered by the law, seem to be only pro-life clinics, so that it it, it seems biased to him. Maybe that's because they're the only ones falsely advertising to trick people into coming in. <laughs> anyway, yes. Angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, I did, I did want to mention this. There was a uh, report. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, it was from the safety and quality of abortion. It's about the safety and quality of abortion care in the United States by the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine. Uh, it's a, a full report, in-depth report, and the summary is abortions in the United States are generally safe. The number of abortions that cause damage to the the, the woman are insignificant they're very low uh so abortions generally are safe and that's the one of the main arguments that these crisis pregnancy centers try to to get out is that if you go for abortion you could you know they could kill you it could end right. you could end up, end up dying you and, could be sterile you know all yeah. kinds of different horrible things can happen so it's just not true and the, yeah it's just not true uh the report took medical information from across the country medical centers across the country and it's just simply not true so in that article, there's a map of uh, the mean distance to an abortion clinic, mm. or median distance, sorry, to the nearest abortion providing facility by county in the country. There's this giant swath through the middle of the, of the state in uh, western Texas straight up. There's this huge red line that it's more than 180 miles to the closest abortion clinic, and also in most of Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Very. a long way to anything in most of Alaska. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so why I want to move there. <laughs> if, if if you're talking, you know, land-wise, I mean, Texas is a strong number, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they are a, a really the opposite of a progressive state, so I'm sure that plays an even larger role. But things are not nearby in Texas. Right. True, yeah. But it, it's amazing. Yeah, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, oh, crap, Kansas, Oklahoma? I think that's right. Texas, the western half of them, it does nothing for 180 miles. I believe it. Yeah, that's not that uh, not unbelievable <laughs> in any way. So I'm sure I'm going to move off of abortion now. That's all I got, unless somebody has something else. Let's say, is this the abortion show? Yeah, kind of. Uh, there was a ton of news. news, ton of new laws coming in. So, but I did want to uh, to move on. And uh, <laughs> so last week we lost uh, a great mind. Stephen Hawking died last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure everyone was aware of that. It was all over the, the news. But talking about Texas, state representative, Texas state yeah. representative. And this guy's name is awesome. His name is Briscoe Kane. <laughs> oh, my God. If I have a kid and it's a boy, you just pick the name for him. <laughs> Briscoe Kane. What a great name. But what an awful guy. So, And he looks like he's 12. He does. But uh, he tweeted... 
Stephen Hawking now knows the truth about how the universe was actually made. My condolences to his family. Dick. (laughs) What a dick. He is the asshole of the week, I tell you. Wow, he does look like he's 12. Yeah. (laughs) That's almost as good as, uh, what's his name's tweet? Mike Huckabee about Andrew McCabe getting fired. Did you see that? No. What Huckabee? No. His Huck, his, uh, he was like, great day. Andrew McCabe's fired. His career's like a dog put in an overhead compartment (gasps) now. Wow. (laughs) I shit you not. That is real. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Talk about finger not on the pulse of America. (laughs) And also, I, again, I'll let Ray get through some more topics, but that, that, cause it's something I could easily research on my own. That, did McCabe do something? Did he commit a fireable offense? He might have. D- he might have. <laughs> it's yeah. not. He might have done something that is not fireable. <laughs> so right. look at it that way. He might not have provided the entire truth about something, from what I can gather. Well, yeah, it's not even that. He might have let somebody else talk to the press when they shouldn't have, but we're not sure that he did, right? Because the inspector general report hasn't come out. He was being investigated by the inspector general, so right. But Let's nothing put it came this out way. yet. Right. It, it was not collusion with the Russians. Let's go there. He was not. Okay. Also, he's doing. And it was about the Hillary Clinton case. It's not like it was anything right. that important. Nothing current. Yeah. Yeah. The same I Hillary just, Clinton I, case. I wouldn't know why Mike Huckabee would be celebrating his be- firing. Because Almighty Leader did it. Mm-hmm. Oh. No. Yeah. And their and their and their war against the FBI, their fake war against the FBI, because the FBI is going to bust Trump. Right. So the, the, McCabe must have something on him. So he's trying to discredit him. He's also just Trump, that is, being an absolute ass by taking away his uh, retirement. I mean, that was pure spite. And it's worth noting that McCabe, when he was deputy under Comey, wanted to go harder on Hillary Clinton. Mm. So it's not like he's some kind of sympathizer. No. And, I, and again, if we tailspin into this, I got tons of shit to talk about. <laughs> sure. I want to hit this real quick. Uh, Judge Vance Day, Karen, you brought this to my attention. He's Oregon Supreme Court. They they suspended this judge's Vance Day from of Salem. They suspended him for three years. And the headlines really got a lot of attention because the headlines basically said it's the judge who wouldn't marry same sex couples suspended for three years. And. Yeah. They sound unrelated suddenly. <laughs> exactly. They're not totally unrelated, but my understanding is when he wouldn't marry people of the same sex, it was during the time that uh, the state of Oregon had it on law that marriage was between a man and a woman, and it was prior to the 2015 ruling that did allow same-sex marriages uh, federally. So he was actually right. He was actually following the law at the time. But you had more information on this, Karen? Yeah, I thought um, that was what one article said, but the, another article actually lined up, lined up the timelines, and there was a period of time from like June to August when the Supreme Court had overruled it, but he, and he didn't change his practices. What he did was he, whenever somebody called to get married, um, his assistant would look them up online and figure out if they were gay. And if they were gay, he would tell the couple that the judge was not available at the time they needed him and that they should find somebody else. So there was a short, and then after August, he just stopped doing marriages. So there was a period of time when he didn't change his practice because of his belief. He was not marrying gay people, but it was, you know. But he was kind of doing it like under the table. He was not telling them, I'm not going to marry you because you're gay. He just was saying, uh, find somebody else. 
Right. Now, he's still wrong because it's his job. Yes. It was his job to marry people, but he was not doing it, you know, in a in-your-face horrible way. It was the other things that he did that were the problem because that's not why he was fired. He was fired for giving a felon a handgun. I mean, all kinds of crazy Ooh, stuff. Man, I thought you were going to say hand job. No, no. <laughs> that's what I thought he was going to say, too. I don't know why. Oh. Yeah, he, he, what kind of show have I thought I've been on for the last... <laughs> Yeah. All right. yeah, he made friends with a felon and invited him to his son-in-law's house and all kinds of crazy nonsense. So yeah. Gave him a gun that was hidden in a secret compartment, showed his, he's son, a, what? How, yeah. sh- showed his son how to use the gun, uh, the felon's son, I guess, gave him training on handgun usage, and I don't know. Yeah, there was something- These fucking non-elected judges. Huh? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Can't trust them. And there, was other, there were other things, but engaged in a pattern of dishonesty. To hide oh. a wide variety of misdeeds was the you know, kind of the headline. The strangest one to me was his Hall of Heroes. Oh uh, yeah, artwork displayed <laughs> that he, that he had displayed uh, included in his Hall of Heroes a picture of Adolf Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, do we need to go any further than that? Yeah, we no, took a not. we took a wild turn in the article when I read that. <laughs> Boy, and how do you keep that shit secret and become a judge? <sighs> or they just didn't care. They're like, that's why I want him to be judge. Maybe. It's bizarre. Well, do you guys want to hear some good news about someone getting kicked out and not for a shit reason? Sure. Yeah. Did you hear about this guy in Maine, the state representative? Mm-mm. Who he uh, so he's running for I think it's state representative, and on Twitter he called uh, Emma Gonzalez, you know that girl from Parkland. Oh yes. Mm. The one he, he called her a skinhead lesbian. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. And uh, he got a lot of fucking blowback on that. Enough blowback that the RNC was like, "We, you, you got to step down. Ooh. You can't run." And he was running. What? Yes, he was running unopposed at the time. But when he <laughs> made the comment, there was a woman who lived in that district who she was, was like jackpot. No, she. No, this is before she. Before he got run out, she was like, she. You know, she started investigating him because he was getting all this blowback. He's like, she's running unopposed, so she decided to run. She hit it like. An hour before the the deadline was right. Wow! So now she's running against him. She's getting some <clears throat> some some press here and there. RNC's like, we can't handle this guy anymore, and it's probably because these Parkland kids and mm. kids in general are way more savvy on fucking Twitter and social media that they probably blasted this guy and never let up on him. So he fucking dropped out, and now she's gonna win. Nice, because she's running unopposed and she's a progressive. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so there's some good news for you. How 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 do you come to the decision that that is what you're going to say about a high school girl? <laughs> how how do you get how to loud? that point? Well, I mean, whispering it to your this friends would surely in the be a hit. Yeah. <laughs> you, Holy crap. What these what these politicians don't seem to understand is that that Trump shit only works for Trump. Yeah. Right. Yes. Or I should say only worked for Trump because I don't think it's going to work again. No. But. Every one of them that try to do that same rhetoric and shit, people are like, uh-uh, dude. We're, we already let one guy go. Yeah, no. We're done. Yeah. No. We tried that experiment. It's not working out. We don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And these kids, like I said, they're unrelenting, you know? Oh, they they can shame people. <laughs> yeah. Finally, cyberbullying for good. <laughs> yeah. Now is when we see Melania step up and t- try and take on cyberbullying. <laughs> <laughs> Is it awful to say out of all – like, I'm really glad what these kids are doing. Like, Mm -hmm. Emma Gonzalez is really great and everybody else doing something like – and – but is it wrong of me to, like, want to punch the David Hogg kid in the face every time I see him? Which one's that? The the one that they said was the actor. 
Oh. Oh. No. Like, I know he's doing great things, but, yeah. like, when I see him on TV, I'm like, you little fucking twerp. I just want to punch him. <laughs> just because of the way he looks, not because of what he's saying. Oh, but it's also, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's kind of like the way he says it, too, but, like... The words are nice if you just wrote them down and read them, but I don't, I don't know. Something about that kid I don't like. I, I kind of get the feeling that he's riding the wave, that he is going to make the most of this for his own personal yeah, like, career. This kid's going to be running for office, yeah. I have a feeling. You know? but he, well, that's he, the, he, he looks like a politician is the problem. He looks like a young politician. No, he's going he's gonna to have a tell-all book right next to the Kim Davis book. <laughs> <laughs> if he does good in the world, I don't care. I'll, I'll back him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gonzalez is going to be like in a punk band on, in the Bowery somewhere. <laughs> I don't know that I would back him, uh, David Hogg, but I, I so far, I don't see any reason to get in his way. <laughs> yeah. Right. I totally for his message. I just yeah. want to punch him in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of what he's saying. So I want to follow right. up on this real quick. Uh, over in Arizona, Act 9-11. I sure, I'm sure that's a coincidence. It was to display the U.S. motto alongside the American and Arkansas flags. Uh, sorry, Arkansas, not Arizona. I think I said Arizona. In Arkansas, uh, it, in any case, uh, Act 911, uh, it puts up In God We Trust, and there's a nice big picture of, uh, who is that? The school, Governor? the head of the school district? Oh, superintendent. Uh, yeah. Superintendent. Holding up a In God We Trust picture. So, but notice it's not in a frame, it's just in a box. So, the part of the law states that the school can't spend money to do this. So, all of the uh, all of the pictures that say in God we trust, they all have to be donated. So, at, they are they sorry? So I'm so confused by this story, but go on. So the the law basically said that the school can put up in God we trust alongside the flags, but it has to be donated. The school cannot spend its own money on it it has to be donated so the, well they can't spend taxpayer money on correct it. yeah so the local american legion chapter raised about fifteen hundred dollars for the frames so they're just printing these out now but they need frames to put them up in so the american legion raised fifteen hundred dollars for the frames which are being sold at discount by hobby lobby mm-hmm. <laughs> it all comes back around uh, so yeah, the halls of the schools in Arkansas are now filled with "In God We Trust" pictures, sponsored by the American Legion. <sighs> and I gotta Hobby. say, it's kind of a weird aside, but Arkansas's flag is dumb. <laughs> it's you look at the picture; it's a dumb flag. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> kind of irrelevant. I don't know how many how one flag is worse than another. I I don't know. They, a lot of the state flags look really dumb to me, but. Yeah, but it, it's just, it's ugly. Anyway. Classic Karen flag shaming. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> the whole thing is stupid. I, oh, wanted, yeah. I wanted to mention this in international news real quick. Uh, Pakistan, the, uh, the federal court in Pakistan ruled that all citizens, when they go to get ID documents, identity documents, they must declare their religion and it is to be placed on their IDs. Wow. So Ooh. now... When anything happens in Pakistan and you have to show someone your ID, they know what religion you are. That can't end well. Yeah. Uh, Pakistan is majority Muslim. 208 million people are Muslim, with a minority of about 3% of the population being non-Muslim. And I'm not sure, I haven't refer- I, I don't know this community, but Ahmadi 
They are apparently an offshoot of Islam, but uh, they were declared non-Islamic, so they are not allowed to use any symbols or documents or texts from Islam because they basically they splintered like Protestant Catholic right but mm-hmm. they are extreme minority and since now they're not allowed to uh they're not allowed to use any islamic device or texts and uh now on their id it has to say that they are ahmadi and not islam wow mm. Is that a problem? Yes, because yeah. mob violence is <laughs> super already, dangerous. Yeah, any mob violence has already broken out, and many of these people have been killed because of the fact that they're just they're not a Muslim. But it's a religion of peace. <laughs> so good luck to the three percent of Pakistan <laughs> who's not Muslim. Wow. Well, maybe you know, America will take them in. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take them in as non-Muslims. Yeah. Except they're too close to Muslim. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you guys saw this, but McCain came out mm. and made a statement after the uh, when Tillerson was fired. Tillerson was fired. They moved Pompeo up. And the person who took over the CIA from Pompeo, this really didn't make the news much at all. It was mentioned Gina Haspel was to become the director of the CIA. Right. McCain, not so happy. Uh, as it mm. turns out, furious. Yeah, mm. Haspel was. Uh, he calls. Or he said that she was involved in one of the darkest chapters in American history. He, uh, she was involved in the uh, the torturing at Guantanamo, and according to her own words, she had to torture way more than her peers because she was a woman and she had to prove herself. <laughs> It's worth noting, though, torture was legal at the time, I believe. No, right? um, it was oh, not was legal. It? No. It, well, so it torture was not-, was not legal. They were making the argument that what they were doing wasn't torture. Right. Which, but what they were doing is now considered torture. Correct. W- waterboarding is right. torture. That's what they were doing. Right. Right. So in a sense, she wasn't breaking the law. I'm not saying it was great or right. I'm just saying. I don't believe there was a law against waterboarding people and they said that uh, waterboarding was not torture but it is and they were torturing people they justified it in their own heads and i think there was a large swath of america that agreed with them at the time and probably still do after 9-11 things got a little bit hinky in this country so true true so in any case mccain is not happy about that and i think well he calls into question just basic her basic morality and mm. how what she was able to to do and convince herself to do, like some of her prisoners came out of there maimed, even you know, even with the restricted torturing or well, enhanced interrogation techniques that were legal at the time. How do you maim somebody with waterboarding? People lost they, eyes. They yeah, I, I don't know all the details. I know that one wow. one inmate lost an eye. Jesus. Yeah. So she's. She's definitely some. Although apparently she was uh, responsible for running a torture uh, prison in Thailand as well. Oh, one of those dark CIA prisons. Yeah. Yeah. Black sites. Yeah. So in any case, McCain being fairly vocal about this as he is against torture. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I don't know if you guys saw this. I didn't until right before we started recording. McCain just just saw it this afternoon as well. (laughs) McCain also came out about. Trump calling and congratulating Putin on his victory. I don't know if we want to discuss the Putin election much. Hey, I like the ballot stuffing videos I saw. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, it was rigged. Yeah. Just in case you didn't guess that. Did he call him or did he tweet it out? Uh, He called him, apparently. I had a call with President Putin and congratulated him 
on his victory. His so he tweeted victory. that out? No. He, he Well, uh, he told reporters that. Oh. What a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. And McCain came out and said, an American president does not lead the free world by congratulating dictators on winning sham elections. Yep. Uh, by doing so, the president... He pre- strongly denied it was a sham. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and by doing so, uh, President Trump insulted every Russian citizen who, is deni- who was denied the right to vote. Very true. Yep. McCain, yeah. he frustrates me to no end because he knows the right thing and sometimes he doesn't do it and it's annoying. Well, he's a Republican. Yeah. Right. And he's, it's, you know, it's shifting around. He's mm-hmm. got his things that he's very firm on, very anti-torture, mm-hmm. very anti-evil foreign powers. But Jared's right. He's a Republican. He's got to make that money. He's going to die soon. He wants to make sure that his wife and daughter are taken care of. Mm. But all these assholes who are stepping up to Trump now, every one of them is retiring. Yeah. 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 And as soon as you have nothing to lose, they're like, oh, wait, I, <laughs> maybe maybe I can. They, they <laughs> it's a deathbed repentance. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so we're going a little long. I don't know if we want to uh, talk about the uh, Cambridge Analytica, the... I don't even know how to describe the organization that's <laughs> basically pulling elections all over the world. I yeah, guess they the- are. Uh, they are funded by the Mercers, Rebecca and her father, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Robert. Robert Mercer. Billionaires. The people who own Breitbart. Yep. Steve Bannon worked there. They worked for Ted Cruz. They worked for Ben Carson. There was uh, They reached out to Julian Assange to try to get a hold of Clinton's emails. They are the ones responsible for swaying a not insignificant number of voters who are on the fence about voting for Hillary or for Trump. It beginning to look like you know they targeted pe- targeted people individually. And, you know, they reached out to those 12 undecided voters in Michigan and hmm. swung some of them kind of thing. It was that directed and that um, detailed. And there's a video that where they, they basically talk about getting people who are, are running for government, any government uh, mm. spot, they get them on, on tape doing things that are immoral or unethical. Uh, they send, you know, Ukrainian girls and, and, and try to get them caught in the bedroom. And now the, the Cambridge Analytica has come back and said, we just bring that up because we want to see if the people who are hiring us are unethical, and that mm. weeds them out. <laughs> mm. Meanwhile, Channel-, <laughs> Channel 4 in England did a four-part series, I think, on what came – with interviews. I mean, they, they um, met with these guys with the secret video for months and have all kinds of incriminating stuff. And the CEO, who was one of the people they met with, has now been kicked out by the board of directors. I mean – but this is another Blackwater situation. These people will go underground, they'll change their name, and they'll pop up again in the next election cycle. And they'll have a different name, and they'll still be um, funded by the Mercers. Yeah, because the the way that they operated, I mean, they even they, they said it themselves. They would come up with a different company. They would create a different company. You pay that company to support mm-hmm. your campaign. Meanwhile, that company is just a sham. The money goes to us, and then we will research your opponent, find dirt on them, make dirt on them, and make sure that it gets onto the internet. And using your Facebook data, they they paid 270,000 people to take a quiz and got access to all of the data on all of their friends. So they had like 40 million bios from Facebook and they used the information about who you like, about, you know, who who you shared to make psychological profiles of um, how you would vote and then tried to sway you with directed advertising. 
I mean, this was big data used in a horribly evil way. And if Facebook knew about it two years ago and did nothing, they shut them off last week. My favorite part of the story is about the giant Russian oil company that contacted Cambridge Analytica to get voter American voter information to help them with their business because they had a whopping two gas stations in America. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And they were looking where to open up the third one. So they needed 50 million people's information. Bio data. Yeah. Wow. What could you say about this story other than like, sounds about right. Yeah. Mercers are fucking awful people. Yep. Well, the the moment yeah. you say that Steve Bannon was uh, what he was one of the people who he, like was he the president of it for a while? He was leading. Yeah. He had a leading position in any case. He left there to go work for Trump. Yeah. So yeah, th this was you know all his doing. So this this company is a primary reason why Trump won. It looks, I wouldn't it looks say primary, like. but definitely one of the many reasons. Sure. This is the reason why Trump went to the places that he went. It's why he kept coming to Pennsylvania and kept going to Michigan and he kept going to the places that everybody, all the normal politicians were like, "Where? why does he keep going back there again and again and again? And why isn't he going to this place and that place? He had the data. He knew – or he didn't because he's a fucking moron. But Bannon knew where the individual voters were that they had to sway. They had done all the math. They had yeah. the business analytics. They had it all down and they – they're right. They, they beat all of the pollsters. My favorite part was that they talked about how they would send someone in disguised as, you know, a, a constituent or something, and they would catch the person. They would catch the person in office or running for office off guard and have them say something unethical. And, you know, we'll mm. just blur out my guy's face and it, and then we can just throw it on the Internet and it'll speak for itself. And that's exactly what the Channel 4 News did. They yep. blurred out their guy's face. They sent him <laughs> in as a, as a political person from Sri Lanka, mm -hmm. gave him a story and... Let them tell their own unethical story. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, I watched a number of the videos, and most of it is these guys at Cambridge Analytica talking and bragging about what they did and how yeah. they did it. All and the guy, over the world. Yeah, and the guy pretending to be from Sri Lanka would just ask questions every once in a while and just, you know, poke them and stroke their egos, and they just talked. Like, Oof. But, you know, how do we change that? What do we do next time? Shut well, down Facebook? <laughs> no. Yes. You can't. You can't shut down social media. Even if you were to somehow shut down Facebooks, I mean, Twitter, you know, there's always going to be something at this point, I think. Mm. It comes down to education. Yeah. And Betsy DeVos and we're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't bring this up. Uh, Jared, while we were talking, posted uh, the – Oh, that was just for you to look at. I didn't – you didn't need to bring that up. I, I still – I still I, – I just want to mention it. The chief uh, rabbi of Israel called black people monkeys during his weekly sermon Saturday evening. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. And he mentioned that how unnatural it was to see a black child with two white parents. <laughs> wow. It's just. <laughs> with you guys. I'll give that another wow. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, He's an old white guy. What do you want? <laughs> yes. And uh, this is. Oh. Uh, secular women behave like animals because they dress immodestly. All right. Uh, just another crazy, crazy religious person. Mm -hmm. uh, so the final thing I wanted to mention was Marlo, Marlon Bundo, because I love this story. I'm not going to get into the details because we're going long, but uh, if you take a listen uh, on the Daily Beast, there's a link to the video. It is John Oliver's show from Sunday night. Uh, basically, uh, Pence, Pence, Pence's family has a rabbit. His name is Marlon 
Spundo, which that's a that's a pretty cool name for a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently his wife, I thought it was his daughter. Is his wife yeah. or wife? Think, wife? Yeah, maybe both. Wrote they, well in any case, wrote a book about the rabbit, and it was it's basically a, a tale in the life of uh, of the vice president. Right, it gives you an inside look of the of a day in the life of the vice president. However, the- John Oliver has also put out a book, which is also about Marlon Bundo, but in this case, Marlon Bundo is gay mm-hmm. <laughs> and falls in love with another boy rabbit, and uh, he put out a book. They put out a book, and it is sold out. You could get it on Amazon for a while. I'm sure you will again soon, but uh, it outsold the Pence's, Pence's book, which is mm-hmm. just amazing. And and the proceeds go to um, AIDS research and something the else Trevor I don't project. remember. Trevor Project, that's it. Yeah. And if uh, if you're interested in the audiobook, that is, of course, available. It has Jim Parsons, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and RuPaul. And John Lithgow. And John, <laughs> John Lithgow is on it. Yeah, he's not listed in the article, <laughs> but he is on it. The most amazing thing about this is when I went to go look it up on Amazon, that there is a book that's already been out prior to the Pence's Marlon Bundo called thump the first bundred days which is a rabbit with a donald trump type haircut and his little adventures and uh i read the reviews on it and the people who bought it absolutely love it nice so uh, a lot of people were criticizing john oliver for turning a children's book into a partisan message however if you take a look at the the original book pence's book it was he brought it about by partnering with focus on the family to promote mm. it, it was already politicized. Oh. So John yeah. Oliver did not uh, did not start this. <laughs> He's just making the most of it. He really is. He's getting excellent at what he does. Yeah. <laughs> he is the Satanist of politicians. <laughs> He's always jumping in there, stirring the pot. More power to him. Yep. Anything else going on that we want to talk about, or are we done? No. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I'm, I'm gonna, but it's pretty minor because I want to keep it short. But did you guys see about the the Polish priest who is Wishing, wishing Pope Francis a speedy death because of his stance on uh, Muslim re- refugees. No, I, I saw that in passing somewhere. Probably read it. Yeah, yep, he came. He <laughs> uh, Polish priest came out today and said, uh, "You know, uh, I pray for the quick departure of Pope Francis to his father's house because a, a happy death is a great grace." And he said this because Pope Francis was encouraging you know Christian Christians to take in Muslim refugees and to act like Christians. Yeah, yeah. act like they're Christ. And this guy said, sorry, you can't have any dialogue with Muslims. The door to the diocese and parish, parish, the door to our parishes should be open only to believers in Jesus Christ. Wow. Pope Francis needs to die and all the Muslims need to just go back to wherever it is they're from. Thank you, Polish priest. Once again, once again, against a uh, morality (laughs) argument from faith. If, yeah. if, if religious faith improved morality, then priests wouldn't rape kids, suicide bombers wouldn't exist, and we wouldn't have people like this wishing the Pope, their own Pope, a speedy death. <laughs> uh, yeah. Crazy. All right. I think that's all we have for this week. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast, you can support it by sharing the podcast on social media or leave a review on wherever you listen to it, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Uh, if you want to contact us, again, Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, or you can tweet us at profanearg, or send an email to godless at profaneargument.com. 
Also, please check out the other shows on the Soon To Be Named Network. You can do that at soontobenamednetwork.com. It is basically a site that is on Tumblr and a webpage that has a whole bunch of podcasts for anything you might be looking for. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you. Thank you.